Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Mean Streets is live here on our FTN Network YouTube page, powered by Game Plus Network, as well as FTN. Chris Meany here with you on this Wednesday. Appreciate everybody hanging out. Definitely missed you guys over the past couple of days, so it is good to be back and get in the swing of things. we got a handful of games in the NHL tonight, so we have some picks and some props. Actually had a pretty good couple days in the NHL. Looks like we're starting to, hopefully, let's knock on some wood. Can you hear that? Oh, that camera's shaking and everything. Let's relax a little bit. Um, sounds seems like we're maybe getting into a bit of a groove here in the NHL. Sides have been tough, not gonna lie. Uh, not nailing a lot of sl- sides. We did get a couple right yesterday, if you can believe it. We were on the Montreal Canadiens. I don't pick them a whole lot. The Vegas Golden Knights uh, came back last night. Riley Smith, hometown boy, just outside of Toronto, I think, had a shorty and a beautiful overtime winner against the Maple Leafs. And we did get uh, quite a few props. So we're on the positive side of things in the bet tracker. And hopefully we can keep things going. As I mentioned, there's a couple games in the NHL. So we have a couple props that I wanted to uh, share with you in just a little bit. And now that baseball is officially over, congratulations, I guess, to the Houston Astros. I do want to give a shout out to MLB Dream. On this show, we had the Astros in six to win. We actually talked about the Astros winning the World Series on this show before the playoffs started. Uh, we gave some odds on this show and we talked how boring it would be to you know sprinkle a little bit on the Astros at plus 450. Uh, they won the World Series. You know, it was a really nice run by the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, a fantastic run, actually. And, you know, a questionable coaching decision, let's be honest. And, you know, when when these things happen in sports, it's it's always magnified. And especially in baseball, when it comes to bullpen, Zach Wheeler was rolling. You take out Wheeler. Alvarez has been pretty good against Jordan. You know, that lefty-lefty. And see you later. Jordan has the, the three-run shot there. And that was the turning point in, in that game. No question, but uh, I shouted to Dream. We talked about Jeremy Pena at 18 to 1 to win the World Series, like the MVP. And wow, what a player, right? To win the ALCS MVP and then to follow it up with the World Series MVP. I think easily, you know, Framber Valdez, I'm sure he had a few votes. You know, he was pretty good in the two starts that he had in the World Series. I think he allowed two runs in each of those two outings. He was fantastic, I thought, you know, but for Pena to lead the to lead the world series and, and hits and the average and, you know, swiping bags and making plays defensively, a really nice player. And uh, they were easily able to replace Carlos Correa just like that. But shout out to MLB dream on a fantastic season over at FTMbets.com at Josh Gross as well. And those two guys were, were great over at FTMbets in terms of MLB 
picks. So we'll say goodbye to the MLB season for now. Uh, you know, it is winter meetings. There were some rumors, uh, some reports yesterday, uh, day before, I believe. My days are all mixed up. There's a lot of driving over the past couple of days, like 50 plus hours in the last four days of driving. I, I did a lot of driving. Uh, we we are here, and I'm happy to be back here with you guys. But bear with me if I have a lot of just uh, you know nonsense takes here today. I think I'm half asleep. Kidding. I'm ready to roll. Uh, what was I going to say though? Don't remember. Oh yeah, Shohei Otani apparently not going to get traded. We'll see. Uh, there's some players that opted out: Jacob Degrom, uh, Xander Bogarts, a couple other players, a couple of other Carlos Correa. I mentioned him. So we'll see. I, I I think there'll be more movement and more money you know tossed around at the winter meetings and free agency and some trades. Uh, in more so this season than in the years past, I believe, because, you know, with the pre COVID, it was during COVID, there was a lot of just the money revenue and things like that. But it's, it's looking like now baseball's in a, in a shape that they were in pre COVID. So we'll see what happens there. Fantasy football talk guys, hanging out. Deesh, Adam, Mr. Nice guy. What's up? Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is for you as well there, Adam, uh, we're going to get into some fantasy football stuff. Uh, take a look at the Week 10 NFL schedule. Uh, we do have a game in Germany this week, Bucks and the Seahawks. I want to go over a little bit, some takeaways from Week 9, because, of course, you know, I wasn't with you guys for the past couple of days. A lot has happened, right? Like Justin Fields you know, broke Michael Vick's record uh, for most rushing yards in a regular season game. He's been just trending up. It took a little bit of time. He was one of our favorite targets here before the season started, but it's taken a little bit of time. He's looked awesome over the past couple of weeks for sure. Uh, Tyree Kill breaking records as well. The most receiving yards uh, for a wide receiver over the first nine games, nine weeks ever, all time. And he did it with Tua. I think a lot of people owe Tua some apologies. He looks better with Tua, Tyree Kill that is, than Patrick Mahomes. It's straight up. It's just the way it is. You can't tell me that he doesn't because he just set an NFL record for the most yards ever through nine games, through nine weeks. Crazy. And Tua's looked great. Accuracy is off the charts. Waddle looks good. The offense looks fantastic. Jeff Wilson stealing touches from Raheem Mostert again, just like he did in San Fran when Mike McDaniel, head coach now of the Dolphins, was the assistant to Kyle Shanahan. He was basically like quarterback's coach. It's like the Shanahan playbook is over there. How often do you see a running back with a new team just overtake, not completely, Usually these guys are only sprinkled in here or there, a couple touches. CMC, right? is a good example. CMC was hardly used in his first game with the 49ers. In his second game, he threw a passing touchdown. He ran for one. He had a receiving touchdown. Crazy. Uh, other running backs, James Robinson, hardly used in, in week one. Week two, you know, a little bit more usage, more so than Michael Carter. I thought Carter looked pretty good in that game uh, against the Bills, and the Jets ended up winning that game. Huge takeaway. Josh Allen, of course, is a topic of discussion. We'll keep an eye on the situation there. Uh, and then also there was another takeaway. I'll think about it in a little bit. We're going to have some takeaways from week 10. Obviously, waivers have run in most leagues. We'll take a look at the most added and dropped, uh, most traded. I got a few stashes as well. I think this is the time of the year where you just need to have people on your bench. You can't be fighting for the next man up, you, especially if you're in a good spot. And it looks like, you know, you can never get too comfortable in fantasy football. A lot can happen in, in a heartbeat. Like, in a, it just can't. But you want to have you know, your base is covered here. You want to have next man up running backs, maybe two defenses, maybe a second tight end, maybe a second quarterback. You don't want to be fighting at this time of the year, you know, for, um, you know, running backs, getting in battles in your league with, you know, fab budgets or, or waiver wire party. You just want to have, you know, the next man up. You just want to have guys handcuffed. You just 
get prepared, right, for fantasy football playoffs. It's only five weeks left. We're now in double-digit week 10 here. So most people, playoffs are starting week 15, 15, 16, 17. Week 14, there's buys. So we'll take a look at the most added drop, traded, get a couple buy low, sell highs. Uh, we'll take your questions if you guys have any. We have some NBA props, three-point props. Going to kind of do NBA, now that baseball is over, NBA props, like three-point props, just like, that was my weak shot, it was a Dirk. Um, we'll have them just like shot props, kind of do that. There's some plus money things out there. If you go digging prop shop, use it as your friend, Jalen Warren. Yeah. In the news, we'll get to that in a little bit. There was a report yesterday about Jalen Warren being, uh, the potential workhorse running back this week over Najee Harris. So I'm, I'm made, I'm big time concerned about a few players in the NFL. Najee Harris is one of them. Jonathan Taylor is another guy. Uh, heck, I mean, Josh Jacobs is another guy too. We'll talk about why in just a little bit get your questions in there picks props it's all coming your way here on mean streets we're happy to be back stay tuned we'll return here on game plus network after the break welcome back in mean streets here live on our ftn network youtube page as well as game plus if you're hanging out with us live please smash that like button if you have any questions any comments start and sit it's never too early we can get into some of that stuff buy low sell highs any kind of questions at all season long stuff basketball hockey i am here for you guys and if you're watching on game plus network you want to hop on over to our ftn network youtube page if you have any of those questions uh feel free leave them there in the comment section always circling back on these videos of course the show can be heard on itunes spotify wherever it is that you listen to your favorite podcast let's get into uh, a couple things. I'll just say this off the top. Deesh, is Cook's droppable? I'd say yes. I'd say he is. Uh, he'd be one of the guys that I'm concerned about as well. Just, I, I just think, maybe I'm overthinking it a little bit, but this guy wanted to get traded. He's not happy. He sat out, you know, last Thursday against the Eagles. Is he going to play this week? I don't know. If there's some reports, I just haven't really been paying attention to that. I'm sure we'll hear something today or Thursday or Friday for sure if this guy's going to play. But what are we doing here with Brennan Cooks? You know, for for Cooks, there's a couple guys. Like, we, I don't want to say that I've been in this business for a long time, but I've seen everything. But I've seen I've seen a lot. And I've seen good players that are ready to play that don't want to play in football, in other sports. Cooks is probably thinking about his future. He's He's probably ticked off, for one, um, that he didn't get traded and he's on this garbage team in the Houston Texans. You remember A.J. Green? Remember A.J. Green when he had that injury and he sat out the entire year? He wanted to get paid, and I don't know. It, it didn't, necess didn't necessarily work out for him. He got a little bit of money when he went to Arizona. But he didn't want to risk an injury because... He knew that a contract wouldn't be as nice if, you know, he played half the season with Cincy on a team that was one of the worst teams in football that year. They ended up getting the first overall pick the next year in Joe Burrow, but he sat out the entire year and there was questions every week. There were questions. I remember when I was with the athletic, I was producing a podcast Heard that podcast growling uh, Paul Daniel jr. And, and Jay Morrison, a shout out to those two guys who do some fantastic stuff over at the athletic. They're both phenomenal people and a great podcast. Even if you don't like the Bengals, highly, highly entertaining. But I remember every week with those guys, it was always AJ. Is AJ going to play? Is AJ going to play? Is AJ going to play? And he didn't want to play one that contract. Michael Thomas, the past couple of years, Michael Thomas going to play. Michael Thomas going to play one that contract. What about Cooks? Cooks wants a contract. Next contract, you know, we can we can laugh about this all you want, but these guys are, you know, it's it's they're, they're looking after. They want to look after their family. They, it's that next be best big contract. You hear Eric Young say it all the time. On Dangle Batselli, contract year. Players are fighting, put food on the table for their families, for cooks. You know, this is a really good wide receiver. He's been trading multiple times for first round picks, multiple times. Like, 
the Rams didn't want him. The Saints didn't want him. The, the Pats didn't want him. The Texans, I guess they want him. They're not trading him away. Like, silly not to trade this guy. Um, you know, if you're Houston, you want to get some picks and look ahead at your future. But he could get shut down. He could just refuse to play because maybe he just wants to stay healthy. Why risk it on this team in Houston, you know, if you want a contract? So, yeah, I do think he's droppable. I, you know, if you're in a 14-team league, maybe you hold on to him. In a 10, absolutely a drop. And in a 12, I mean, you're not starting him. So we'll get to some other wide receivers, but Terrace Marshall, Wondell Robinson, these are these are guys I would much rather have than than Brennan Cooks at, at this point. So Mooney over Cooks, 100%. 100%. Mooney's on the field. He's playing. And these next couple games look really good for Justin Fields and company. The, uh, the offense has kind of opened up a little bit. It took some time. Hey, they went out and got Chase Claypool. Cole Komet, hey, it's taking some time. We can't victory lap on that. We are we already dropped Cole Komet all over the place. The only league I have Cole Komet is the 16-team dynasty league, and I kept playing him. Yeah, I played him week one, zero, week two, zero, week three, one point. I kept playing him. So, yeah, I'm happy over the past couple weeks. He's got three touchdowns over the last three three games. He need one more touchdown to get his season-long future prop, three and a half, over three and a half. I think we'll get there. But yeah, you're playing Mooney. Fields looks really good. We'll get into Fields in a little bit. I believe he's a sell-high candidate, to be honest with you. I think, you know, especially this week with Detroit, he's going to ha- probably have another good game or he's going to run, and you can do whatever you want to do on the Lions, unless your name is Aaron Rodgers. You can do whatever you want against the Lions. But week 14, bye concerning. Week 15, I believe, Eagles. Week 16, Bills. Really tough playoff schedule for Justin Fields. Now, he can overcome it. We've seen it. You know, in New England, he had a game against the Pats. He had a game against the Cowboys. We we all saw on this show Justin Fields trending up, but we were still a little hesitant to roll him out with confidence in a single quarterback league considering those matchups. But he passed them. So not to say that he can't have a good game against the Bills or against the Eagles, but those are tough spots uh, for him, plus with that bye week right before the playoffs. But Mooney for sure over Cooks. Uh, Deesh, Mooney, Rondell, Terrace Marshall, A-Rob. No chance on Robinson. I think Rondell is nice, and I think Marshall. I think Marshall is a guy that's really trending up. We talked about him last week as a as a waiver wire pickup. It's been a couple of solid weeks in a row for him. Uh, he's got a matchup on Thursday against the Falcons. I would play this guy over Cooks. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, hey, he's just they're giving him an opportunity with with the trade. Your CMC let, was traded, and um, Robinson, right? Allen, no. Who's the other guy they just straight up got rid of? It's uh. It's it's yeah it's it's Robinson right he's it's uh, I can't figure it. Th- these are the things that are going to happen to me today these things that maybe I can think of it was it was the, the former Jet I got it right right Robinson they just kind of let him go yeah they got him they got him go they let him go help me out nobody's hanging out here nobody's hanging out here in show it's not Allen's it's not Allen Robinson it doesn't matter who it is the the Panthers have let go of a lot of players over the past couple of weeks so. Let's see what they have in Terrace Marshall. He's a really good player at LSU, and he's starting to trend up. I would probably play him even over Rondell, who I like. He's had a couple decent games in a row. You know, I think if you're in a full-point PPR league, Deesh, I think Rondell certainly has a little bit more value, but I would probably go Marshall. I would probably go Mooney, Marshall, Rondell, A-Rob, right? I mean, the Rams, uh, I said it to um, to Tyler in the in the green room. And Jake brought this up to me on All in Football this morning, which you can also catch, of course, here on our FTM Network YouTube page and Game Plus Network. Jake, three times a week. 
he told me a, a stat that I was just mind boggled. I knew that Stafford was bad, but I didn't know he was this bad. But he said that he is averaging like 2.2 fantasy points, 2.2 more fantasy points per game than Baker Mayfield this year, which is which is wild uh, to think about. I still want to just like that name is off. Is it's right there? And I'm trying to figure it out, and I want to get to it before I move on from this. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anyway, it's not like he was doing much in Carolina, but that's just more opportunity for Terrace Marshall. I really like Terrace Marshall. Uh, Tyler, this is a good this is a good one here. Uh, Jalen Warren. This is a, this is a topic of discussion. I don't know if anybody was able to get Jalen Warren. Uh, hearing Jalen Warren could get expanded workload coming out of the bye. Would you drop any of Gordon Chuba Wandell for Warren? So. Um, yes, I think I would take a shot here and, and grab Warren Two two things. So I'll, I'll actually get the report. I quote retweeted it yesterday. I just want to get the name right here. It's from at the pony express on Twitter. Andrew Filipino Filipino. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Philip Philip Boney. I'd say it's Philip Boney. Andrew Philip Boney. Great, great last name there. I like it. He talks about, uh, this is his Twitter bio here. I talk about sports in Pittsburgh on 937, The Fan, also seen on FanDuel TV, and uh, K- KDKA. He's got 69,000 followers. He's verified if that means anything. Maybe, maybe he's uh, he's paying the, the 20 bucks a month or whatever it is to must to get verified here. Anyways, he follows the team pretty closely. So... And I don't know if there's really a lot of truth to this. I mean, I haven't heard Tomlin come out and say it, but he said, quote, I think Tomlin is benching Najee. I expect Jalen Warren to be the workhorse Sunday, and I give Tomlin a lot of credit for doing that. A couple things. A couple things here. Um, I see some more questions coming in. We'll definitely get to that. So Najee hasn't looked great. And I was actually thinking about this to myself and I don't know if I brought it up on the show, but I definitely brought it up in one of the trade articles. And I will have one today over at ftmfantasy.com. I just got I got in late last night. I usually have this article out Tuesdays and or early Wednesday. I'll have it out today and I'll revisit it with you guys tomorrow. It's going to be free ftmfantasy.com. I'm going to go over everything. I have buy low, sell highs, players I'm concerned about, pickups and deep league, dynasty buys. It's like this is kind of the last couple weeks here to trade. Because I believe week 11 is, some people have a trade deadline this week. Uh, I think the standard is week 11. It's it's tough to, it's some it's really tough to make trades. But, you know, there's an opportunity this week. The, the biggest opportunity to trade was last week with six teams on by. You really take advantage of a lot of people. But anyways, I was watching that game against the Eagles on Thursday night. And I tweeted out that Najee had zero care, zero rushing attempts in the first half. Zero. I couldn't believe it. Zero rushing attempts in the first half. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's the Eagles. The Eagles will do that to you. You're not even going to give this guy a rushing attempt. Are you kidding me? Like former first round pick last year looked great behind a brutal offensive line, led the NFL catches among running backs. Like he was just, he was involved a lot. And I was thinking, how do you not even give this guy an attempt? And it's, it's not about the Eagles. If there's a hole in the Eagles' defense, it's it's the, the run game. They can't stop the run. And I have massive concerns about them moving forward because of the path through the NFC. There's a lot of good running backs in the NFC. There's CMC. There's Dalvin Cook. There's Saquon Barkley. These are these are teams the Eagles are going to have to run through in the playoffs. And then you got a, a one-two punch in Pollard and Zeke. 
there's another one-two punch off the top of my head that I can't really think of. Right, There's a lot of good running backs in the NFC, and that's the concern with the Eagles. They didn't even try to run. You saw what Damian Pierce did last week. He ran all over Philadelphia. You don't think Philly knew that they were going to run the rock with Damian Pierce like 20 times in that game? They absolutely knew. They faced a lot of stacked boxes in that game, and he still ran all over them. They didn't even try. So there's a couple things to unpack here. I do believe this report to an extent. I don't know if he's... Ex- I don't know if he's going to have a heavy workload. I don't know if he's going to touch the ball 20 times. I don't feel like that's going to be the case. But he is trending up. There was a report just before the season started that Najee Harris was dealing with a list Frank injury. We didn't hear this at all in the offseason. And apparently he was just fine. Like he had have the four to six weeks off, which is usually what these, these running backs have time off to you know kind of heal that injury. He had that time off. So he really wasn't on the field throughout training camp. And then he was didn't really play in preseason, and then he gets in and he's he's playing and he doesn't look good. So, is th- this is an injury that is is probably bothered him throughout the entire season? He's been dealing with this, so he's not getting any touches. He doesn't look explosive at all. And if you're the Steelers here, I mean, why not just shut him down? Like I wouldn't be shocked if he's benched or he's just shut down. It's the same thing for the Colts with Jonathan Taylor. What's the point? You're clearly tanking. I mean, you didn't want to pay Matt Ryan the the bonus to you know continue to play him, whether he had injury or not. Sure, he probably wasn't one hundred percent. He was sacked more than anybody behind that offensive line. What what are you playing him for? That's why they went to Sam Ellinger and and not Nick Foles because Nick Foles gives them a better chance to win. They fired the offensive coordinator, then they fired Frank Reich, and then they hired Jeff Saturday as zero coaching experience. So they're tanking. Why are we playing Jonathan Taylor? I, they, I, he he probably will get shut down. The same thing I think about Josh Jacobs. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Josh Jacobs. I knew his new coaching staff in town, right? Josh McDaniels, I get it. Why, why are they going to pay Josh Jacobs? Yeah, he's a really good running back. But why Why would they pay him before the coaching staff could even see him on the football field this year? So are they going to pay him? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to ante up money for Josh Jacobs. I don't know if they're going to fully shut him down. Maybe the Raiders feel like they still have a chance to make the playoffs. They don't. They don't have a chance to make the playoffs. They've been, they've been blowing leads left, right, and center. They're, they're headed for a top five pick. Is this the time of the year where they get Zamir White? Going? See what they have in Zamir White? I think so. So I have some concerns here. I think the report, I think there's some truth to the report. I think there's some speculation to the report for sure. But Warren over Richard, I really like Rashad White. But yeah, I think so. Do you have the stash board handy, Tyler? As I mentioned in the first block, like this is the time of the year where you just need to be picking up these guys. These these guys that the next man up, in case injuries happen, in case teams are shutting down running backs, I have White at the top of this list because I think he's... I started him last week in a, in a spot where I, I needed to as a flex, obviously with, with a lot of injuries and six teams on by. I think that this the the change is kind of happening here in Tampa slowly. I think White looks better, more efficient running the ball. Running the ball, he can catch. The offensive line is atrocious. Kula Herbert's on this list. Kenneth Gainwell's on this list. Listen, he got a lot of run last week with the Eagles in a blow game against the Texans. We, we've been talking about their schedule all year. It still remains pretty soft. They have a couple tough games coming up. The two games against the Giants are going to be tough. The game in Dallas is going to be tough. Even the game Monday night against the Packers, it's it's, it's going to be tough. But they're they're double digit favorites again this week. You know, Miles Sanders has looked good. The offensive line has looked really strong. 
If anything happens to Sanders, I do think it'll be a bit of a split with Scott and Gainwell, but Gainwell as the potential lead and just, you don't want to be battling on the waiver wire for, you know, a running back in Gainwell who could be linked to arguably one of the best offenses in football beyond arguably one of the best offensive lines in football. You just want to have these guys. Warren is on this list as well. I would probably put Warren, you know, hearing these reports, I'd probably put Warren ahead of Gainwell. I still think Herbert and White should be owned. Uh, Deesh, if you're looking for somebody to start this week, it's probably White. There is still some risk in Warren, uh, but I think that we're going to start to see a little bit more with Warren. And if you follow, if you're on Twitter, it, I mean, it's it could be a very toxic place, obviously. But a lot of people really like Jalen Warren. They think that he's like the guy. I think Najee Harris is better than Jalen Warren. I, I don't think there's really any debate in that. I think Najee's dealing with some things, some injuries, uh, potential in the doghouse. I mentioned the foot, but just a stash. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If it's just a stash, I'd, I'd probably lean Warren. Because I don't think Fournette is fully going away anywhere. Where Najee could. Najee could get benched this week. Could get shut down as I'm talking about with the injury. That's that's possible. The Steelers, like, listen, we drafted this guy in the first round. We know that he's good. Let's just shut it down. Season's at a loss. Let's look at this Warren guy. Uh, let's see what Pickett has with Pickens. Uh, the offense, no Chase Claypool. What I will say about Jalen Warren is that I do think that um, he's going to catch a few passes as well. Like, that's possible. He's been catching some passes. He had three grabs against the Eagles. He ran pretty good against the Eagles. Like, that game, most of that was in the second half. He looked pretty good running the rock um, in that game. So, th- those are backs that I would just have. Can you bring that up one more time? I don't think I touched on, on all of them. I just want to bring up one more time here. Just the bottom part. So Hines, you know, with Josh Allen, this is, I don't think it's all about pain tolerance. Like this, he's a tough dude. Um, he can play through a lot. We've seen it. And he had, he chucked the ball like 65 yards down the field after that injury. I saw the injury. It was like the second or third final play of the game. And he was grabbing his wrist and, and his elbow and things like that. It doesn't sound like he needs, you know, surgery and, and UCL. It's it's linked to Tommy John and we've seen it before. And it's it's mostly a baseball thing, and and pitchers will tell you they come back stronger, feeling stronger. It, it is a little bit about pain tolerance. Can he battle through this? But also, like, can he grip the football? And if he can't grip the football, he can't play. He can't throw with accuracy. So if he's shut down for a little bit, clearly the offense is not going to be as great with Case Keenum. I think he's a capable backup. We saw him a few years ago with Minnesota in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles, and he struggled in that game, but he brought them to the playoffs, and he he he's capable. Right? You still got some weapons there. You feel good about Diggs. You don't feel so great about Gabe Davis if there's no Josh Allen. He's boomer bust with Josh Allen. So how great is it going to be with Case Keenum? He played digs, this cuz, but they could run the rock there uh, a little bit more, you know, if there's no Josh Allen. Singletary doesn't have any rushing touchdowns, but, you know, Josh Allen is, you know, he 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 runs it in himself. I mean, he if you're the Bills, why wouldn't you have Josh Allen just, you know, do what he wants to do inside the 10, inside the 5, as opposed to giving Singletary. But Hines should be owned. Madison, if you're a cook owner, absolutely. Uh, Spiller got some run. Uh, Mitchell didn't, Sony Michelle didn't get a lot of run last week. Uh, Eckler's still the guy there. He's, you know, he's heavily used inside the red zone on the ground through the air. He's been a touchdown machine. Remember when people were on this show asking questions about trading <laughs> Eckler, he's like, he's a league winner. He's fantastic. But 
if anything happens. And Spiller, too, right, is a, is a rookie running back that could come on here in the second half of the season, could get a few more touches on the ground. Uh, maybe they lean to the run a little bit more, you know, with some of these guys that are out. Like, who knows? Keenan Allen's even going to play again this year. Mike Williams is out for a little bit of time. So Spiller's just, who knows? If Eckler, if anything happened to Eckler, guys, like everyone would be rushing to get Spiller. Just try to do it now. Jerick McKinnon's on this list, but I think I just saw something of McKinnon with a with a three-week injury. So Pacheco should be on this list. Is just, you know, it, it it has been a bit of a committee with all these running backs, and it's a pass-first offense, and there's so many weapons there. We just saw Mahomes th- threw the ball like 62 times the other day. So I, I think it's very crowded. But if if he's out, then the pitcher becomes a little bit more clear. I would still start CEH over Pacheco, but it just needs to be on Chua Hubbard in there as well. Uh, I like Foreman over him. And then Samaj P. Ryan, if anything happened to Mixon, we just saw him have five touchdowns, uh, regression in a positive way for Joe Mixon. We knew it was going to happen. I think we brought up on the show a couple. We didn't know five touchdowns were going to happen. Come on. Nobody knew that. Uh, but he had been a little unlucky. We, t- we showed a graphic here from FTM Fantasy about the expected fantasy points and what he had actually had is a running back that was inside the top two and three in terms of red zone rushing attempts. And there it is. Wow. Look at you, Tyler. My goodness. What what week was this from? Obviously, this was before. I think this was before the Cleveland game where he stunk again on Thursday Night Football. He didn't look that great. But you see what he had had in brackets and the expected fantasy points is just uh, is a guy that just wasn't all that efficient running the ball. And you know what? I mean, Miami pretty good. on You know, actually, um, it was Miami who we played. I forget who we played again. Uh, doesn't matter. He had been getting a ton of touches inside the five and inside the 10, but he wasn't really converting and all that happened. And, and all in, in one big game, it happened as Carolina. Carolina has been pretty good against the run. Uh, anyways, I see some questions. I talked about just some stashes. Yes, Tyler. Uh, I, I would move on from Gordon and, and grab one of these guys. Um, we'll get into this question in a second. We'll take a break. We'll get back into all this stuff and show the ads and some drops. Went a little long there on on all these stashes, but I think it's very important at this time of the year to grab these guys. Don't want to be battling. Trust me, there's nothing worse than you know trying to fight with you know Alexander Madison come week 13, week 14 with half your league mates when you're a cook owner. Nothing worse. And uh, I think we'll see some Jalen Warren here. So those the three biggest stashes to me are is Kenneth Gainwell, Warren, and White. I just assume people own Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert should be owned. He should be rostered at this point. Heck, you could probably start him as a flex uh, against the Lions this week. I'm sure Chicago will run the ball, unlike Green Bay. We'll break. We'll come back. More football talk. We'll get to some of these questions, guys. Keep your luck. Welcome back in. Tyler, if you have uh, any questions, uh, I think there's some people in here that are asking some questions. Uh, leave, chuck them up. We'll get to them here. We'll chuck them up. Okay, Kyle Woods in the house. What's going on, sir? Worried about Josh Allen. Get it. Got to be worried. Have him in uh, Superflex along with Lawrence, Keeper League. So thoughts on Case Keenum? I mean, I, like I said in the last block, excuse me, I think Case Keenum is, I think Case Keenum is fine. I think he's a, I think he's a capable quarterback. I really do. Uh, you can go back to the Minnesota days. I mean, I don't have the numbers in front, but I mean, we could walk through this. Why not? We can walk through this. I, I would be looking at other quarterbacks. I mean, Superflex is really tough, Keeper League. So a lot of these guys, I, I assume there's really nothing. Um, you know, on the waiver wire. I would just assume at this point that, you know, in a super flex league, all these guys are, all these guys are rostered. I mean, yeah, I would just assume like golf is rostered. Mariota's probably rostered. Jimmy G's probably rostered. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett. I kind of like the schedule moving forward for Kenny Pickett. I mean, saints, you can pass in the saints. 
the Colts are a mess. The Falcons, you can pass on the Falcons. The Ravens are kind of shaping up a little bit, really like the Woquan Smith uh, addition uh, run stopper. We saw um, that pay dividends in in last week on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara didn't do a whole lot. I think Smith bottled them up a couple times. Um, Carolina, Las Vegas, Week 16. I think Pickens or Pickett rather, may, maybe just getting rid of Najee and, and sitting him in the inefficiency that he's had so far, whether it's injuries or not. He's, he's a good running back. He's not this bad. So you sit him down, maybe Warren gets in there, catches a few passes to the backfield, maybe has a little bit more uh, efficiency running the rock because he's healthier. Uh, and, you know, you lose Claypool, but you have, you know, I think Pickens is a really nice wide receiver. So that is an upgrade to get more usage from him. And then, um, you know, you got Pat Fryermuth, who I still like as a tight end, getting a lot of targets, still view him as a top 10 tight end the rest of the way. You know, over guys like Higby and Everett, I still like him over those guys. Taysom Hill Pitts, I still like Pat Fryermuth over over those guys. And then Deontay is still getting a lot of targets. Uh, and he's still a good wide receiver. So, like, that's a guy that I would probably look at over Case Keenum. But if we found out today that, that Josh Allen was going to miss two to three weeks, I mean, Case Keenum, his is ownership has jumped up. It's 2%. So that's Josh Allen owners already kind of covering their bases, and you need to at this point. But I'll just go back to I'll go back to the Minnesota season. That was a long time ago, 2017. Uh, but, you know, clearly not a lot of running. Cleveland, as a run-first team, they didn't really pass the ball, and there weren't a ton of weapons there. For him in Cleveland, he played seven games. He had a 65% completion rate. He had three passing touchdowns and, and one pick. In Washington, he played 10 games. I, I'm willing to give him a, a bit of a pass in Washington uh, because just not a whole lot to work with there. And again, another team that just didn't have the pieces in place for him. But he, again, 65% completion rate, 11 touchdowns, five picks, like pretty good. Denver, same sort of deal, really. Um, run first team, and there weren't really a lot of weapons there. He had 18 passing touchdowns and 15 picks, 62% completion rate. But how about the Minnesota season? And it, it could go down. It's probably going to go down as an outlier. Um, year for him, but 67% completion rate, 67.6. We can, we can, you know, round that up. 68% was by far the best number of his, of his year or of his career, 15 games played. And he had 3,500 passing yards and 236 passing yards per game uh, on a team that was running the ball more than they were passing with Delvin cook, but still some weapons there inside that offense, you know, Adam Thielen, uh, Stefan Diggs was was part of that squad that year as well. They had the they had the walk off win right against the Saints. So it was it was Case Keenum throwing that ball against the Saints and then the walk off the Diggs there. Twenty two touchdowns and seven picks. I, I think he's a capable quarterback. I really do. Is is a lot better than you know Trubisky and they had on the roster last year or um, who who was it that they had on the roster uh, a couple of years ago that threw like five picks in one game? Again, it doesn't matter. It's just the things I can't remember. I'm just losing my mind. Maybe uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If like Kyle, all these guys are gone. All of them are gone. Okay, like you got you got to get Case Keenum and you got to get him immediately. You just have to. You got to cover your you got to cover your bases. I don't know who you're dropping, but you just got to. In a super flex league, you're losing your MVP. You're losing Josh Allen. So I think Case is fine. I think he's capable. He knows Diggs, right? Just talk about Diggs. These guys are familiar with each other a little bit. Diggs, you got a deep threat still in Gabe Davis. You know, you got Knox. You got a great play caller. The Bills are still good, right? Defense is still good. Defense is going to play um, great the rest of the year. You're going to create some turnovers, get some stops. I don't know if they become run heavy with like the three running backs that they have, but all three of those guys can catch passes out of the backfield. 
I, you know, a case Keenum, if there's no, uh, no Josh Allen this week, <laughs> fun little revenge spot for case Keenum against the Vikings. I, w- I would probably rank him as like quarterback 16, 17. So I probably like him a little bit more than most. I don't see a lot of upside in holding on to Melvin Gordon, Tyler. I don't see a ton of upside there. You know, they, they bring in Chase Edmonds. I don't see a ton of upside in Chase Edmonds either as the third down back inside this offense, get a little bit crowded. Uh, but I, I, what I've seen over the past couple of weeks is Latavius looks a little bit better. I, I would play Latavius over Gordon. Latavius, uh, both guys had touchdowns the last time we saw him. I think this is bad news for Gordon. The addition of Chase Edmonds, think I think it's bad news for Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon is like a pass-catching running back. But if in the third-down situations where pre-Chase Edmonds, it'd be Melvin Gordon potentially on the field catching some passes. Now it may not be, it'd be Chase Edmonds. So now it's split between him and Latavius, and I just think Latavius looked pretty good. Think about dropping Gordon in a three-way committee on a bad offense. Absolutely. I think it's possible Chuba could be the starter, even though De- uh, Deontay healthy and love Waddle's upside without Tony. Um, Wandell's upside without Tony. Um, yeah, I, I would draw, I would move on. I, it's tough. Like th- this move here for Chuba isn't, isn't like a, 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 it's not like a game changing move for you, but if Foreman went down, then Chuba, I still think Foreman's going to be the lead. I still think he's, he deserves to be the lead. I think he's the, the better running back. I think he's going to get the goal line touches. I think Chuba could be sprinkled in a little bit. Maybe this week, if Chuba's playing on Thursday night, maybe it's 60, 40, maybe it's 70, 30. If they get down in games, maybe Chuba is that pass catching running back because we've only seen two catches from Foreman and just everything that happened last week in the, in the first half was just a complete crapshoot. That in the second half, I think everybody just kind of sat quarterback, including we saw Baker get in there. Uh, but you know, you want a guy in a, in a two way committee as opposed to a three way committee. So I, I would make that move. I'd make that move. We got a break and then we'll come back and we'll get to the rest of those questions. And I got some graphics and some stuff I want to show you guys as well. So keep your locked a little bit more fantasy football talk here on Mean Streets. All right, let's get back into it, Tyler. Let's show the most added players, and we'll just take a look at the most dropped players here in Yahoo, like we always do on a Wednesday. Just take a look at roster trends. A lot of these names were dropped, right? A lot of these players were dropped. This is kind of what it is. Wondell Robinson was one of the most dropped players in fantasy, and I just I like his outlook, right? I, I believe he's the one guy that I'd like to have inside this offense as a pass catching, you know, wide receiver. I think Darius Slayton, you know, in deep format, sure. But Wondell, I know people had to drop him last week. We talked about it on the show. Don't drop him. Don't drop him. But I get it. You know, last week with uh, by again. And there was like six teams on by you got it you had to make some moves but i like him moving forward i like him this week against the texans cole Komet, i understand it right we had to drop cole Komet. Uh, i told you i had to keep him in one spot because why not like and i'm a sucker for punishment too and uh, maybe i'm a little stubborn there and right? i like cole Komet heading into the season and now he's starting to uh to do some things and justin fields i mentioned as a, a potential sell high candidate honestly i like him this week you can get a lot for him coming off that big game he's been great over the past few weeks sure he, he comes with a really nice rushing floor there's no question about it, but if you're looking ahead and you picked up fields and you know you're, you're, you're battling here for a playoff spot, it's really tough to trade this guy. But keep in mind, he's got a bye week before fantasy football playoffs, and then he's got the Bills and the Eagles for the first two games of his fantasy football playoffs. You know, Beckham, I get it in a deep league, but I don't expect Beckham to do a whole lot, to be honest. It's, it's all going to be about landing spots. Say he goes to the Cowboys. Are we going to feel great about him being the third option, fourth option in Dallas? I don't think so. I think it'd be a good move for the Cowboys. I think it'd be a good move for the Packers, but are you going to feel great about him on Green Bay? And does he want to go to Green Bay? At this point, I think he's going to be a little stubborn and, and pick his choice of where he wants to go. Right? He doesn't want to go to Green Bay. He wants to win. You're not going to win in Green Bay. You're not going to make the playoffs in Green Bay. Uh, so it, it's all about landing spot for Odell Beckham Jr. I wouldn't get too crazy uh, for him, but if you can pick him up and stash him in deeper formats, uh, why not? Jeff Wilson. We saw Jeff Wilson. I talked about him earlier. Jeff Wilson and Mostert. These guys are ranked neck and neck to me. I think they're both low end RB twos. 
flex plays. We said not to drop Jeff Wilson. We just, we, it's just, again, with these running backs, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much. I feel like a, a broken record and uh, maybe I'm coming across it the wrong way here, but I just wouldn't drop running backs guys. If you can afford to keep them, keep them. You just don't know when things are going to change. Wilson knows the system. He came in and was stealing touches for Mostert, just like he stole touches for Mostert as a member of the San Francisco 49ers catching balls out of the backfield. Both guys got touchdowns. Wilson was catching balls. Mostert wasn't. That is super intriguing to me. And he stole goal line touches from him in San Fran. Wouldn't be shocked. He stole a couple more moving forward. Miko Hardman, you know, Jake was saying sell high, get it. I, Kadarius Tony, I just, I, I said on the show, like sell high and Kadarius Tony, I think he's a good real life player. You know, he's, it, it seems like he's just, just wasting a spot on your bench again, back to back years. Will he be more sprinkled in this week against the Jags? Yeah, potentially. Uh, I saw him catch a pass in overtime. That was nice to see. But Miko Hardman is kind of reminds me a little bit of Tyree Kill a little bit. Like, let's not get carried away. But the way that they're using Miko Hardman inside the red zone over the past couple of weeks is the way that they've used Tyree Kill or the way that they did use Tyree Kill in Kansas City over the past couple of years. Some end arounds. We saw a couple end around touchdowns. That stuff's not going to happen every week. But, you know, a pass in the flats. He's super fast. He had the touchdown last week in, in that fashion. I would roster him over MVS. I'd roster him over Kadarius Tony. I like the upside with Tony. I think it's a good real life move. Great for Dynasty. I think more so next year we'll be talking about him. Terrace Marshall Jr., I love it. Um, you know, if you missed out last week and still kind of hang around waiver wires, absolutely. Pat for Armuth, we touched on him as well. A tight end that I still like. And then Greg Dolchich. I don't I don't think I need to get in too much with Dulcich, uh, but he's finished as a top uh, 10 tight end and top 12 actually in his in his three games. See 82% of his snaps last time we saw him. Uh, 44 yards and a touchdown in his first game. You know, without Russ, he had 51 yards on six grabs. Four grabs on five targets, 87 yards in his last game, led the team in yards, was stopped at the one or else he would have had a touchdown. He's got a 19.7% target share. He's top five, top five and seven in air yards and target share over the last three weeks among tight ends. So he's going to be involved. It's a great schedule. I view him as a top five tight end the rest of the way. Let's take a look at the most dropped players here, see if there's any mistakes. Likely was a, you know, a great pickup. I picked him up and I played him, you know, now with the Ravens on by and Andrews potentially being healthy out of that by people are dropping him, but I think he's still going to be involved in this offense moving forward. We saw Lamar really toss it around to everybody uh, in that last game and Deshaun Jackson had a catch and then, you know, the hamstring blew and, and unfortunately for Deshaun, um, that's, that's been an issue for him over the past couple of years, staying healthy. It's like 35 years old now, but likely I, I get dropping him. You know, if I was in a deep league and I saw him on the waiver wire, I, I would grab him and maybe stash him. Maybe he can be a flex play down the stretch. Who knows if Andrew's going to come back? It's not for certain Romeo dubs. You can cut your ties with him. I think we'll start to see, uh, either Tory or Christian Watson, you know, finally in green Bay, uh, you know, Lazard is clearly the number one guy there, but Deion Jackson, I, I, I wouldn't drop him. I know the Colts are a complete mess. Maybe Saturday can help the offensive line being a, uh, you know, a center in the league, but I would say to hold him because we never know if Jonathan Taylor is just going to be benched, right? And or scratched because I mean, Frank Reich said he was week to week, so he could certainly be scratched. You know, Benjamin, I get it. Hayden Hurst, yeah, Taysom Hill, done messing around with him. Uh, just guys, like, what are we hoping for with Taysom Hill? Rushing touchdown? No, no chance. Uh, Conklin, I'd, I would rather have Conklin than Hill, I'd rather have Hurst than Hill. I'd rather have Tanya than Hill and Devin Duvernay. I, I totally get it too. There's, there's not a whole lot there. Uh, we'll we'll do one more break and uh, we'll get to a couple more of these questions in the last block. We'll combine NHL and NBA picks as well. So uh, a couple more segments here on Mean Streets. Uh, appreciate the patience. Hang tight. We'll be back in a couple. All right, quick little segment here. I've got about two minutes or so, and we'll round out with some picks in the NHL and the NBA. Uh, Tyler, if you have any questions, uh, I see some questions here for some people. Um, so, you know, Kyle Woods, edit. Okay, drop Keenan. Warren likely uh, Tony Algier keeper league by the way so you got to drop one of these guys 
I'd probably cut um, likely in in that point and you know keeper league. I'd probably cut him. I think Algiers continue to get some run. I think he's deserved it. Uh, Cordero looked great at a couple touchdowns. It was a good matchup against the Chargers. But I think Algiers is going to continue to get a little bit of run. And I'd just rather drop a tight end than drop this running back depth. Again, you just don't know. Maybe a setback for Cordero and who knows. Uh, anything else? We can kind of rapid fire through some stuff. Um, the, should I flex? I, I would go white, I think, at this point. It's close. I mean, if Taylor's if Taylor's completely ruled out, actually, you know what? I'll probably go Deion Jackson there, Captain. I would probably go Deion Jackson if, if Taylor's probably going to be ruled out. It's it's not going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a little bit better against Las Vegas than it was against New England. Bill Belichick, you know, young quarterback. No sh- no shock what happened in, in New England with the, with the Colts. They're a bloody mess. I, I think if you're looking for upside, it would be white. Because, you know, he does look better than Lenny. And, you know, he was definitely getting more run than Lenny. But I think we're... I think Jackson's going to get more touches. Um, so personally, I'd probably go Jackson with no Taylor there. What else do we have here? How are you feeling about Terrace Marshall after putting up a respectable number two the past two weeks? Um, yes, but uh, I when these two come back, but it's going to be some time. If those two are out of the lineup, I'm starting Josh Marshall. Both of those guys, but Terrace Marshall, I feel really good about him. I like him. I, I liked him coming out of LSU. Uh, it's taken some time here. I'm happy to see him get some run. I think he's a really good wide receiver. I don't know what took so long. Matt rolls out to lunch. Um, what else do we have here? Um, should I trade Kelsey and DJ Moore to get Henry and Hawkinson? Um, and my current RBs are Kamara, Swift, Pollard, Rashad White, and Dylan. And Dylan. Um, trading Kelsey is really, really tough, but Henry's got an unbelievable playoff schedule. And I don't want to mess around with White, Dylan, and Swift. So, yeah, I think I would do that move. Hawkinson, um, he got some run, more run than I thought he would in his first game with the Vikings. Um, this is a real nice, real, it's a great, real move um, for the Vikings. So, yeah, I, I probably would. I probably would do that. I don't know what your wide receiver situation is, but I probably would. Uh, Aaron Jones or Jeff Wilson this week? Uh, if Aaron Jones is playing, I would go Aaron Jones. I understand, Thomas, it's a bloody headache. What a mess. Uh, but I would go Aaron Jones there. Apparently he's fine. X-rays were negative. Green Bay needs to run the ball. They lost that game in Detroit because they didn't run the ball. Everybody is running the ball against Detroit. What the heck, man? It's actually frustrating to watch. Uh, Palmer this week, PPR, Palmer. We're, we're definitely not going to see Mike Williams. And then uh, Isaiah McKenzie or Darius Slayton. Oh, man. Uh, I look like a lot of my leagues there, Avilia. Um, I would go Slayton. I'll go Slayton there, especially with the, the whole quarterback situation in Buffalo. I think I got to everything, guys. If I didn't, I'll get to it in the comment section. Leave it in the YouTube comment section after the show, the questions, and I'll get to them there. we got a break. I want to give some NHL picks and some NBA props as well. So picks in the next block. Stay tuned. Welcome back in. A couple NHL shot props and a couple NBA props as well. Let's start here with Martin Natchez of the Carolina Hurricanes taking the over two and a half shots for him. Last year, 16 minutes per game. This year, 19 minutes per game, three minutes per game on the power play, which is two more than he had last season. A fantastic start in 12 games. Got seven goals and 17 points. It's not a crazy shooting percentage either. 18.9%, which is what he did in his first full season in the NHL. Don't mind the spot here against the Panthers, but this is a guy who's shooting a lot. Three plus shots in five straight games and four shots in four Four of those games and three plus and eight of his 12 games this season. So give me Martin Natchez over two and a half shots and a couple other shot props here for you this evening. As you see on this board, uh, Cole Caulfield going back to him four plus shots and five of his last six games. 
Jake Gensel, four plus shots in three of his four games since returning to the lineup, five in two of those three. Brock Besser returned last night, had three shots in his return, played 15 minutes, played with the hottest player maybe in the NHL, not named Connor McDavid. Bo Horvat, as you see also on the list, has been automatic. I'm putting him into a parlay with Sveshnikov because these guys are too juice. Brent Burns, Brian Russ, same sort of deal. Two juice. Both guys have been really good. Carter Verhage, four plus shots in three straight games, five in back to back games. He's been red hot as well. 11 points over his last seven goals in three straight. And no map you could chuck. So he's not going to play. And then we'll show you guys no analysis here. My bad. Went a little long in the fantasy football, but the NBA props, if you can show that quickly, Tyler, just a couple three point props here. I'll focus on Herter. Three plus threes in five straight games. He's averaging 3.9 threes per game, a career high minutes, 7.6 shots per game from beyond the arc, eight plus attempts in six of his last nine games. And we got Paul George in a good spot there at plus money. Good luck on the hard court, on the ice. I'll get to those questions, guys. If you can leave them in the YouTube section, hop on over to your FTN Network YouTube page. Have a fantastic Wednesday. It's great to be back. We'll chat to you tomorrow. Cheers.